you can start winning money from your friends by going to joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs. That's right. Joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs is where you will sign up for rival.com and you'll be able to bet with your own money against your friends and steal all of theirs. I promise it's great. And on top of that, you're going to get some money from Rival on too. Because if you use that link, you're going to get $200 mashed on your first deposit along with $25 in free play and a $10 voucher. So not only are you taking your friends' money, you're taking some extra money from other people and you're going to be able to walk away a giant winner playing bingo, doing heads on head, head to head on bets, and as well as fantasy football and coming soon fantasy basketball and baseball. So, Again, joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs. Welcome into another edition of Box Office Quarterbacks. We are talking about Blue Eye Samurai today on our show. Dropped on Netflix a few weeks ago. Uh, Took me by surprise. I say that every single episode. But it really did this time, Gerald. It really did. Um, I think that the storytelling was really great here. I love the animation, but what did you think? Yeah, the animation is great. The story is really good. Um, the voice actors in here and actresses are all fantastic. Um, didn't think Brenda Song, I, I don't think I've seen her in anything in a long time. And I liked, I loved her performance in this. Um, the It is an American French anime or Canadian, I think. France, French American anime is what it is. Um, It is beautiful animation. And I know that the goal, what they wanted was to have it to look like it was moving paintings. And I think they nailed that on on the the head. Yeah, you follow our protagonist, who is uh, Mizu, who is the blue eye samurai, the uh, title character of this show. Uh, You find out at the end of episode one that... Uh, she is a girl. Uh, she is um, one of the illegitimate children of one of the guys that invaded Japan, Fowler, who was one of the scariest and most hateable villains. So she I've thinks seen. Fowler. Yeah, so she thinks Fowler. Uh, one of the most hateable villains I've seen on screen in a very long time. Uh, she is out for revenge, looking for uh, who she thinks killed her mother. Uh, way back when you learn a little bit about that relationship as the show goes on. But uh, you, they really craft a very interesting story from the get go. Uh, Mizu is such a such a badass character. Holy crap. Like one of the most badass characters I've seen in a while. Uh, just all the skills that she obtains along her journey. Uh, I loved everything about this. I love the supporting characters. I think we are off to a very strong start um, in this Netflix series, and I hope it sticks around for a while. Absolutely. And the Edo period being, it, this is when it's set as the Edo period, which is 1603 to 1868. And they use a lot of uh, Japanese history to build into the story and build in the world surrounding it and also helps just with plot devices in general. Um Another show that uses the same period is another, it's on Netflix, Demon Slayer, uses the same period. They're completely different vibes, though. It's still the same period, still the same kind of look to an extent um, in terms of dressing and clothings. But um, this one takes a really way more realistic approach. Obviously, no demons. Um, The villains are actual humans. And um, it's not a traditional anime in the sense of, you know, characters screaming out attacks with these big flashy colors. It is very much a samurai-focused story, 
with cool sword movements and badass attacks. And there's a hallway fight from the top there, I think in episode four or five, that is just so damn great. Um, so even though you're you're not getting some of the traditional quote unquote anime fights, the big Attack on Titan versions or Demon Slayer or Naruto or any of those, you're still getting great choreography, great fighting and great story from all of it. Yeah, for sure. It reminded me a lot of um, almost of a DreamWorks animation film from like the early 2000s. Like, what is it like? The Prince of Egypt is one. The Road to mm -hmm. El Dorado. Like, I thought the animation looked a little bit like that, but um, it's different than any anime I've ever seen. I haven't seen as many as Gerald has, but I have seen like um, Princess Mononoke and I've watched a little bit of uh, Naratu now, but uh, this is hyper realistic. Holy crap. Like it, the violence here is uh, it, it's not exaggerated. It is super insane. Like you feel every single punch that Mizu takes. You feel every single slice that she gets hit with, mm -hmm. like with a sword and everything like characters really do get hurt here. It's not, uh, you know, Pokemon. Someone gets hit with a fireball and, you know, their face is all charred up or something like that. And they're fine. The next scene, this is a show with stakes. And I really did love that about this. Yeah. Cause Mizu, I mean, like you said, she like at one point she gets clawed in the, in the, in the stomach and it hurts her pretty bad. And she's down for a minute. Now it does obviously not just kill the main character. Every time she gets stabbed, um, it shows that like, she is kind of become that demon that they talk about. Right. Because a lot of things and not just in folk, Japanese folklore, just like world folklore in general, a lot of things when we call people demons or monsters and stuff, it's kind of the translation from what it was called back then has lost it. But it really is showing just like how even though she has no power, she is just a woman that is trying to be accepted and find her way and also end the thing that caused what she is to be called a demon. Um she has actually embraced that name and kind of that title and really just grown super powerful with it. And it's kind of scary at times. Yeah. Like the most heartbreaking episode. And we talked about episode five is uh, she's married to the, to this guy. Um, she's living a nice life and she shows him up in like a little sparring mm -hmm. match and her whole world comes crashing down. That is one of the best episodes of television of this entire season uh, and of the entire year, uh, just pushing that backstory and uh, making her such a strong character. And yeah, I guess we could talk about favorite scenes, favorite episodes uh, before we get into characters. Well, I mean, I think for me, just straight off the bat, episode five is fantastic. The way they build that story, um, and I don't want to get too much into spoilers before people do go and watch this, but the way they build the story is they have, you know, kind of a seemingly unrelated puppet story being told by a puppet master side by side with the story of Mizu's past life, giving us a glimpse at her. And the whole time, you, you kind of, at the whole time, I think you, you are under the impression that you know which of the puppets is Mizu. And at the very end, it's just kind of a, it's a the twist it takes to reveal just who she was and what, how she was made and who really, what had to happen for her to become who she is today. It's, it's a really beautiful story and the soundtrack is great throughout it as well. Yeah. There is some Metallica in here that I thought hit real hard. 
I, oh, I, yeah, I love was, that shit. Yeah, you, I did. You love that shit. One. There was there was one scene though where um they they pull out like an eighties um what was it like a mon- like a clothing changing montage song. I don't even remember what it was, but it was in the middle of a badass fight. Um, fight was still badass, but at the same time, I was just like, I, I don't know, man. Like eighties montage, like they're changing before they go out to the mall. Not for me. Um, like the Metallica when they had like, cause they had metal, they had um, a Japanese dub Metallica play and yeah. it was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. Put more of that shit. And um, put more of that, put more of that shit in for sure. But yeah. also the cast, man. I mean, have you, have you taken a look at the cast at all? Yeah. It's like, I didn't know Brenda song was in this until my wife told me the other night. Um, it is so, it's so random because I haven't seen her in anything in a really long time. Yeah, and then on top of that, you've got Sulu from the Star Treks in the 80s, George Takei, um, Masioka, who was also in Heroes. I don't know if you remember that. That was oh, a, yeah, one yeah. of my old favorite shows. Is he Ringo? Um, yep, Randall oh, Park. Shit. Randall Park is um, Hedgy. Um, I mean, you've got some really top-notch actors, voice actors doing this. And um, I think you're starting to see that a lot more often now, um, where actors and actresses are both doing a lot of voice acting and we're getting a lot more animation stuff like this. I mean, um, comes to mind like Aquafina. She's like in nine projects in the next year and a half that are yeah. animated. Like, <laughs> rack insane. up those checks. <laughs> rack rack yeah. them up real quick. But if they're going to make them like this, that's fine. Um, and what's great about these, this kind of animation is it's not the kind of anime that you have to spend a thousand episodes on. Those are great, great shows that I'd recommend to anybody, but for the people who really just want to enjoy a good anime, really enjoy a good story. Um, now this isn't a, you know, if you're getting, if you're being nitpicky about it, it isn't a Japanese anime, right? It is a French Canadian animation TV show film, um, takes inspiration from a lot of Japanese anime, but it's not, um, you'll still get your fill though. It Absolutely. could be like a starter anime though. If you, it could, like, it could easily be a starter watch one. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And if like you Avatar. like shows, yeah. And, um, and if you like this, I'll have some recommendations for you later, but this is definitely a good one. Um, it did. And you know, another feeling it kind of got, um, like in moments where she would tie up her hair, and I mean, I haven't seen the movie in forever, but um, I immediately thought of Mulan. Yeah, it did. It reminded me a lot of Mulan, actually. Like, yeah, similar story, everything like that. Um, yeah, the supporting cast is great. Kenneth Branagh is Fowler, and I had Scary no idea it was Kenneth Branagh. Like, this guy's a British actor who's playing an Irish Scottish asshole, and he does yeah. it very, very well. Um, mm-hmm. We can get into favorite characters. Uh, Fowler won't be my favorite character, but he is hateable and remember memorable. Mizu is probably my favorite. And then I, uh, also like Tygon a little bit. I think he was very redeemable. Uh, mm-hmm. Akime is pretty good as well. Uh, what are, who are your favorite characters of this show? Mizu might be my favorite. She's pretty badass, And, um, I love the, the story that her arc, while she um, is still not giving up on her revenge and what she wants, she is still allowing for some bin to let her become more human, um, becoming the sensei to Ringo, um, helping Tegan, um, Tegan, um, doing a bunch of stuff that is a little bit, what would have been out of character such little, just a little bit of time ago. So I'm interested to see what they do with her. Is she going to turn into more of a hero? Is her revenge streak, is her revenge mission going to take a back seat? Um, that kind of stuff. I loved uh, Randall Park as Heji. Um, he was great, funny, a little bit scary, 
um, smart. As you mentioned, Kenneth, um, Kenneth Brana was really good as Abijah. Um, but I think really when you watch, when I watch animes like this and you look at the main character, who is their sensei? Who did they learn from? And the swordsmith and the sword father is just such a great character, even though he doesn't have that many lines. He doesn't yeah. even, he can't even see, but he is the reason why she's able to do a lot of things. And she's, he's the reason that she ends up accepting stuff like becoming a sensei and other shit, um, stuff as a such. So for him, for me, he is probably my favorite character because he reminds me of a lot of other big characters from past animes. Yeah, he reminds me of like Stick from Daredevil, but nicer, I guess, uh, <laughs> is how I would describe it. But yeah, uh, nothing but good things across the board with this cast. There was mm-hmm. one decision I wanted to ask you about, and that's the decision to uh, keep Fowler alive at the end of the show and continue on to season two. Um, I'm fine with it either way. I was really expecting him to die. I think it would have added more weight to uh, mm-hmm. this whole this season as a whole. And I just don't want to see him become like a Hannibal Lecter where he's like an anti-hero. Like this guy mm-hmm. was so hateable that uh, I do want to see him get his eventually. Yeah. Um, the way the show is going, I don't see it being like that. Um, now, the way some anime go, 100%, he will never be a bad guy. He'll turn around and end up saving somebody. And they'll be like, "We, how can we hurt him? He saved so-and-so now but i don't see that happening in this anime this anime is very as we mentioned realistic it was a very realistic approach for mizu to keep him alive because like he said she needs him to get even anywhere near the other ones who are no longer even on japan's island anymore so it makes a lot of sense now how are they gonna do stuff with it i don't know um i i really i couldn't tell you it was very animated to keep him alive at least i'll tell you that like not killing the big bad and allowing him to kind of suffer and, and learn about his problems and shit like that's very anime but um when it comes to but i like i said i just i don't see him becoming an anti-hero yeah. or any of them that's my like only yeah only like, weird. The most right. anti-hero we got was um like T T Tegan turning, and, and he was barely. Villain. Yeah, he was a bully when he was a kid. Like he was a dick, but. <laughs> what an origin! Got his hair sliced what off. And here, here it is. Um, got his, he was a dick, so he got his hair cut cut off, and and now now he's here. Now he's here. <laughs> well, uh, let's get into our final rankings of this show. Uh, brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Our Rival Fantasy. Uh, rankings, Gerald, what would you give Blue Eye Samurai? Blue Eye Samurai is an low all-star for me. Like if I had a number out of the one to five scale, it'd be a 4.25, 4.35. There are some issues, as I mentioned, um, weird choices with some of the soundtracks here and there, but the story overall is great. Um, animation is fantastic. The voice acting is great. Um, there's some moments where you, you question a little bit. It's it, the fights aren't as maybe not as um appeasing as some other anime fights definitely not as appeasing as other anime fights but they're still great and they're beautifully choreographed so the um, animation studio by the way blue eye is by blue sky is the animation studio and this is their first thing they've actually like their first big project i went to their site they have a shit ton of projects that are in production but this is the first published one great job by them great job by everybody on that team and the writers so definitely an all-star would yeah. watch yeah, I would I would give it an all star too. Like it, it it held my attention. I did have to take like a little two day break because 
Like this show is a lot sometimes. Like there's a lot of violence in here and there is a lot of sad shit that happens. So like uh, maybe more funny moments in the season two. I don't know. It's Not definitely take itself so seriously. See, that's the thing though, because right. The way animes are going like this, like um, there are no third, they don't do, they don't do filler episodes. Like yeah. animes like this, um, spy family is another one. Demon Slayer hardly has any um, filler. Uh, well, actually spy family is all filler. Excuse me. Um, Demon Slayer barely has any attack on Titan had like zilch, um this one doesn't have much and that's what you're going to get like if if we want the filler they're going to need to do 20 plus episodes a season and i just i don't think they're going to do that now more more funny stuff from ringo for sure um and as he becomes a little more of a samurai or you know um from um, his sensei i think we'll see a little more from him but uh i i don't know if it's gonna i don't know if you're gonna get that wish yeah that's what i'm gonna it is, it is dark, but I'm going to continue to watch it. Um, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Not at all. Just go to joinrival.com slash box office QB, sign up, and your first deposit of up to $200 will be matched. You'll also get $25 in free play and $10 get gift voucher to play on the site as well. Again, joinrival.com slash box office QBs. All right. Well, this has been another edition of Box Office Quarterbacks. That is Gerald. I am Jeff. We will talk to you guys next week. We'll